0: This podcast is sponsored by Fortunefavors.ie. Fortunefavors.ie is a home workout equipment store and your one-stop shop for all home gym equipment. They are well known for their adjustable dumbbells, which combine 15 different weights in one dumbbell. They have both 24kg and 40kg adjustable dumbbells. Check the link in the bio of this episode for more information. Hello and you're all very welcome along to another episode of the GA Statsman Podcast. And I hope you're all keeping wonderfully well. My name is Matt Hurley. And on today's show I welcome on a member of the Third Man Tackle YouTube channel. Osheen McGee as we preview the big game between Mayo and Tyrone this weekend in the All-Ireland Football Final. It's a very interesting chat me and Osheen have about the big game, covering all the different aspects surrounding the match, whether Ian O'Shea will play or not, whether Osheen Mullen will come back from injury, whether Tyrone will slow the game down, you name it, it'll be all involved in this preview in this episode. Don't forget to use the code STATSMAN10 on the fortunefavours.ie website to get 10% off your order. Now, without further delay, let's get into the preview. So, I'm here with Oshin McGee from the third man tackle on YouTube. Just to discuss the big game on Saturday, the all Ireland Final between Mayo and Tyrone. And I suppose, Oshin, you're an RMA man yourself. You would want to see Tyrone win it. Everybody really wants want to see Mayo win it. Uh, how are you feeling coming into the game? It should be very interesting.
1: Well, um, first off, thanks for having me. Um, secondly, yeah, I'm an Arman, man and 2003 still haunts my dreams. So uh, it wouldn't be nice to see Tyrone get another one up on us. You know, they're already a couple ahead of us already, so it wouldn't be great. Um, but having done, you know, from doing this YouTube thing, you can't have to put an impartial head on you, uh, and Tyrone have been very good to watch. Uh, it's been excellent. Um, but uh, I kind of th- think that Mayo probably you know 70 years is a long time, I think that's probably about the length of a curse. So, probably Mayo.
0: Well, we'll delve into all this now, it should be very interesting. And you mentioned the Mayo course, like, I, I don't know how long it's going to live on for, really. Because, um, there's, there's one person from the 1951 team still alive. So imagine if they win on Saturday, the course will be broken. Like it'll be unbelievable. To see the Mayo, I can imagine if they win the game, of course.
1: Yeah, um, I, I, we actually, <laughs> we were going to do a video on the Mayo course. Um, obviously, like half the country, we kind of had written them off against the Dubs. Um, which obviously, in hindsight, was very stupid. But we were going to do this, this um, video on it, and uh, now we're probably gonna to have to do a video on how long the curse lasts because you know, that's good information. That's a good public service announcement. <laughs> um but yeah I I I just see this male team has a they don't have the same mindset that the other male teams have had it seems. Um kind of I think when you have a young when you have a young team coming through who are used to winning that mentality isn't there. You know you've got older heads who maybe have lost finals, have lost semi-finals. Um and that'll always play in the mindset, you know, but if you've got these young players who aren't used to losing to the dubs or uh, losing all in finals, um, you know, that 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 really sort of breathes a new life into the dressing room, you know. So that that's I, I don't know how much I believe in the curse, but it's it's definitely a good story. <laughs>
0: it's things like own goals in 2016 that make you believe in the course even more and you know the way Robbie Henley was performing in 16 in the replay dropping the ball you you just have to just have to wonder is this course how long is this course going to continue it might end Saturday we'll have to wait and see but or the football championship in general like I suppose it started off pretty slow given there was a lot of beatings including Mayo hammering lead from Sligo etc Kerry hammering Cork there was a few others as well Dublin with a few one-sided games as well as usual but then the semi-finals it exploded into life like Mayo beat Dublin Tyrone with that COVID problem still getting over Kerry like like last year it kind of had the feeling that at the provincial stages it kind of peaked and then it it fizzled out towards the semi-finals and the finals but this season it's coming to fever pitch at the very end of the championship it seems
1: yeah, um I, I thought it was very interesting uh, that both semifinals went to extra time. Uh as I told you, I, I live in South Korea uh, at the moment, so we're eight hours ahead. So um it wasn't ideal. I was up to five, five thirty in the morning. And uh, I'm I'm I'll go on record now saying I'm not a fan of Dublin's style of play. It it frustrates the life out of me. Um that sidewards lateral, you know, killing the game as a neutral. It's it's very frustrating to watch. So in the first half, I was kind of thinking I might turn this off and go to bed, and um, but I stuck with it. And then I I just became a Mayo fan for the night, you know. And uh, my girlfriend was sleeping in the room in my room, and uh, I think I woke her up at one point, you know, because I was shouting and I was so uh, it was almost like Armagh were in the semi you know. It was it was excellent. Um, the Tyrone game as well, like they were they were down. They were down a couple of points anyway. And, but that, uh, I don't know. I, I meant to ask you what you thought of that carry team. Uh, I, I thought they were very, very sloppy, which is not something you're used to seeing from a carry team. You know, What, what do you think that is? Do you think that's uh, your man Keane's fault, or do you think it's just inexperience?
0: I think, honestly, I've been saying this for ages on my uh, Instagram or YouTube. I've been on GA Fan TV a few times. I think it's the defense. I think Kerry just don't have a defense. They, they used to have these hard lads, the likes of Aiden O'Mahony, Tommaso Shea, Marco Shea, that will die for the cause. And Shane Enright as well, a few of them older heads. They lost them around 14, 15. And they, they've suffered defensively. Like, even I've been saying this continuously. I know Cork are not competitive. I'm a Cork and myself, like. So I'd, I'd know more about Kerry than person from Dublin maybe because I down here I get to watch them every Monster final. But I, I just think we when we run at that carry defense, even in a monster final, even in the game we got hammered, I thought, look, there's goals on. You could see the Brian Hurley goal. He just ran straight at the carry defense and they were open. I just think and as well as that Peter Keane, it's kind of down to him as well, because I think In the first quarter against Cork and against Tyrone as well, he started off with three midfielders in Dermot O'Connor, Jack Barry and David And I don't think there was any need for it, to be honest. And even last year, the Marquise miracle, he started Brian O'Biogli at wing forward. So I think it's kind of the manager. It's kind of the defence. There's no question they do have the attackers like Clifford, O'Shea, etc. But defensively, I just think... They're, they're not good enough, and unless they don't fix that defence, they're never going to win on Ireland, in my opinion, as long as, even if Clifford is there, Clifford's an unbelievable player, but one player doesn't make a summer, in my opinion, and they just need to sort out that defence. I suppose, um, you think Mayo had to work harder for the victory against Dublin, rather than Tyrone did against Kerry, I, w- I would take it. Uh,
1: yeah, I, I definitely do. Um. That uh, as I said, like w- we had highlighted it in our semi-final um preview that that carry team were leaking goals, you know, and you just sort of needed you needed a really potent attack, and they were going to be in trouble, and you, we saw that like yeah, um, like we had highlighted the fact that Tyrone hadn't been scoring goals. Tyrone had one goal before that game, and then they got three. Uh, like that's that doesn't happen by mistake, you know. Something has um happened there, you know. Uh, whereas that Dublin team like they were killing that game. Like that game was was dead in the water. Uh, I I I think there was a there was an element of complacency there as well with the Dublin um team. I think they kinda I mean there was one one instance uh was it it was one of their wing half forwards anyway was going down the line he turned and he sort of tried an outside of the boot um ball back and it sort of ballooned into the air and that gave possession back to Mayo. like when do you ever see a dublin player do that the dublin players that i have seen over the last six to ten years have always gone for the fist pass have always gone for like the, the ball that's easiest um so it was it was just a it was an incredible game like it was it had everything you know but uh did you did you see the um What do you call it? Like the alternate commentary, the two Mayo boys, and when Hanley
0: hit that? I did. I see the TikTok a few clips of it, but it was absolutely unbelievable. They were, I could imagine they were jumping out of their seats. And you know what? I I just felt so happy for Mayo that they finally got over Dublin. And even looking at the last few years, it's so interesting to look at. Like since about 2016, the team that always, They came up against and they didn't do it was against Dublin. Other than that, Kildare in 18, the New Bridge at nowhere, other than that, they didn't lose to Kerry, they didn't lose to Tyrone. It's been Dublin the whole way. And like this, this final is so interesting that way because like Mayo have been come up short against Dublin for years now, and this is their chance. They've beaten Dublin now. This is their real chance to win the All Ireland. I just wonder, will the pressure get to me? What do you think yourself? Do you think the pressure will get to them, or do you think they'll be buoyed by that Dublin victory to go on and win Sam McGuire?
1: Well, as I, as I said to you before, uh, there are three boys that do TMT, and we all disagreed. Um, two of us actually thought Tyrone would do it, uh, and was, like the reason being, Tyrone can get gritty. Tyrone can get dirty. The game can get very unpleasant, and they thrive in that situation. Um, and I don't know if Mayo can go there. I, they haven't had to go there. You know, even against the dubs, it got a bit feisty, but it didn't get to the point that Perun are able to bring it to. And, like, being an arm, I've seen that over the years. I have seen Perun get very, very, um, like, they just, they just know how to drag a game down to their level. But the thing about this Toronto team is they can do that, but they can also excel and they also have excellent footballers. Like uh, Matty Donnelly is one of the best footballers I've seen in, in years. He's, he's he's great to watch on the ball. He's very composed. So, like, it, it'll be a real test for Mayo, I believe, um, whether or not they're able to play that sort of gritty football that comes out of Ulster. Because, I, like, that kind of championship, the Connacht Championship is not competitive, in my opinion. The Leinster one hasn't been competitive for years. And I think you would have to agree, monster isn't the most competitive, you know. But every game in Ulster is a dogfight. And uh, so I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing that um, and seeing how the likes of uh, O'Donoghue and Conroy can sort of deal with that, uh, we'll call it, um, extra close attention that they're going to be getting from the likes of you know Hansey and McNamy.
0: Absolutely. And to even I go back like this was a game Tyrone Cork a few years ago in the super 8s. So, like Cork were actually coasting a half time getting two goals in the first half. We came back out for the second half and we had to wait eight minutes for Tyrone to come back out in the field. Like I suppose that's what you mean kind of left hand tactics. Tyrone can bring it down to a level that they wanted to really. And it's a question whether Mayo can deal with that or they'll just collapse with like many other teams. Like that game, Carr collapsed in the second half, conceded two goals, game was over. And they've done they've done that with Kerry as well. Like they conceded, which we'll get to a stat later on. They conceded over 20 threes against Kerry. And Kerry just didn't have the answer to them at all. So it should be very interesting to see how Mayo counteract these tactics. Um, play by Tyrone.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I wonder as well. Like what? What I noticed from uh, if Mayo get those frees, will they have a kicker who can convert them? Because they, they didn't look like they did against uh, Dublin, especially in the first, you know, three quarters of the match. Uh, like in years gone by with Killian O'Connor. Uh, if you give a free kick against Mayo. You've conceded a score, but, you know, maybe Tyrone will be happy to give away free kicks out around the 45 and um, sort of kill the, uh, the male momentum, perhaps.
0: Yeah, but uh, there's the counter-argument to that. Robbie Hedley knows how to kick under pressure from that pressure kick right at the end. Like, there's an argument that he could come up and kick a few. Like, this would be, be one of the biggest games, in my opinion, of Ryan O'Donoghue's career. Because I think Tyrone usually could see a lot of frees. And it's going to be up to Ryan O'Donoghue to kick you know, the tough angle frees, the short frees. It's going to be all down to him. And I think this is going to be absolutely huge. I just wonder, will the pressure get to him? Because let's not forget, he's a young lad. I think he's, what, 22 or something like that. He's, he's only played one Ireland final. He did well in fairness last year against Dublin when he kicked a few scores. But Free taking, I think it comes down the bottle. Really, it's a, it's a, pr- it's really big pressure for the young lad, isn't it?
1: Yeah, well, that's we highlighted in our video like Tarun's discipline, and uh, it's been it's been pretty atrocious in that game. I think they got three black cards, um. So like, carry Kerry did not capitalize on that at all. You know that extra man for ten minutes. Um, I think Mayo would, you know, so as well as giving away a free, if they give away any black cards, they're going to be under the cosh uh, for te- at least you know, 10 minutes. But if they give away three like this against Kerry, like that's 30 minutes of a game where you're playing you know, against a, a m- much better. I think, I think Mayo would probably have beaten Kerry, honestly, uh, especially on that show against Um, So I, I think they'll need to work on their discipline. And I don't think they have a lot of time to do it. of uh, silly things too. Like that you saw that McCurry one. Like that was that's just silliness, like, you
0: know. I suppose it is, but I don't know. Is it a tactic from Throne just to wind up the opposition to stop them playing their game? Maybe it is, maybe they do it deliberately, or but the main thing is they've been doing it for years, even under Mickey Hart. That's when well, they've had brilliant footballers, don't get me wrong, like the likes that do her. Kavna but you know yourself as an Armagh man Kerry fans know themselves as well Tyrone can bring it down to a level where the game is niggly where it's dirty and that's where I kind of worry for Mayo in that way like, like I suppose Dublin were a bit dirty in the last game they lost their composure and and Mayo dealt with that I just wonder can they do it a second time in a row because this would be a huge ask
1: yeah Absolutely. Um, the other, like that that Mayo team, Tyrone in a very uh, compact system. Like system is well drilled. Um, kind of like the Dubs, I suppose. But as as we all know, the Dubs lost their shape. I don't think Tarun will lose their shape like the Dubs did. Um, like the, especially this turn team, it seems, that, like. The system prevails. I think, like as Jim McGuinness proved, the system will always prevail. Uh, I actually am going to go on record. I actually picked Tyrone to win this. It was one of the other boys picked Mayo, and he's 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 been right twice. He said Mayo, and he said Tyrone. So we go right. Okay, you said Mayo. Let's pick Mayo. But I honestly think, like as you said, the, this Tyrone team will bring this game wherever it needs to go. And I don't know if if any team in the country can deal with us the way you know
0: it's going to be very interesting to see but I suppose just look at their journeys to the final you obviously mentioned Tyrone have had um, you know a harder run to the final they've had to beat the Ulster Champions this after getting Cavan Donegal a division one side Monaghan another division one side and then obviously Kerry after extra time when you look at Mayo's run they've had to beat with Leitrim and Sligo no test whatsoever no disrespect to those counties no Galway, well, I suppose it was a test in the first half and uh, they recovered well in the second half. And then Dublin, you know, the rest is history after that game. But this comes to my mind as well. like Against Galway and Dublin, both in the first half may have underperformed. If they underperform again against Tyrone on Saturday in the first half, I have a feeling this Tyrone team with the talent like Conor McKenna Darren McCurry, Matty Donnelly, Noel Slotin, will put this team away at ease in the first half. So that has to be a worry for Mayo fans going into this game.
1: Absolutely. Uh, we highlighted it as well. Like, they start slow and sloppy. Uh, and like, that with team are good. But, the, you know, I don't, I don't think they were ever going to compete for the all-end, you know. And that Galway team were making them look silly in the first half, to be frank. Um and then Dublin we ha- were toying with them in the first half. And uh, like as we like thrown weren't scoring goals. Now Throne have the scent, you know. They're they're I think of them like sharks, you know, and now they have the scent for those goals. And um, McKenna has proven that he can he can finish them like. So if if they start slow and sloppy like they have in previous games, I'm I'm not sure. <laughs> It, it could be a very, very long afternoon for them. But then they have been able to come back, you know. Um, So I, I don't know. I, I'm really very, very excited for it because it could go so many different ways. Like this could play out, like you could not script how this is going to go.
0: Absolutely. You know what this reminds me of talking about this? Probably the 2012 final where Mayo went into us you know, with a big chance against Donegal, another Ulster team coincidentally, they could see two goals inside the first five minutes and the game's over. Simple as that. And Donegal kind of eased their way to victory at the end. Like, if Mayo do that again, I, I can't see them getting back, to be honest. Like, getting to come back twice is is enough. Like, to come back three times and win the All-Ireland, I, I think it's unheard of. Like, you know, it... It will probably come down to Mayo's first half performance, which will be very interesting. But look at their average scores throughout the campaign. Mayo have actually averaged more than Tyrone, 220 to Tyrone's 118. But then again, Tyrone have been playing tougher opposition up in Ulster. Most of them 220 scores came against the likes of Sligo and Leitrim for Mayo. So would you buy into that average scoring? Or do you think Mayo haven't really been tested as big as Tyrone have been tested yet?
1: Absolutely. They have not been tested. I mean, that late-term, that term score was like 520-something, was
0: it? 520, like, I think. Was, yeah.
1: That's, that's going to bump the averages, you know. But uh, as you said, Tyrone came through the Ulster Champions and then Donegal, who are always there and thereabouts, and they put Donegal away pretty convincingly. And then that Monaghan game, they were maybe a bit lucky there, you know. Um But Monaghan are a very good side and have been for years. So I wouldn't buy into the average scoring thing. And I don't think Mayo have come up against a system like Turin yet. Well, maybe the dubs, but they didn't score. You know, score, what was it, 17 points against the dubs, which is well below average for them if, if we're going on the average. Um, so, yeah, I, I wouldn't buy into the average scores. I, I enjoy the stats, as you know, um, but stats never win games. <laughs> uh, what I was going to ask you is, like, do you think it's a concentration thing? Like, are they, they're not switched on? Or, like, what do you think it is that has had Mayo start so slowly?
0: I, I, I think with the Galway game, I think they went into it overconfidence. I think after last year, people thought Galway, they've only won two games since COVID, both against Common coincidentally. And Mayo, I thought, took the game easily in the first half. And they paid the heavy price because Galway were just honest and bareness to them. They, they're a good side, but they still have a lot of developing to do. They're not a Dublin. They're not a Kerry. So I, did, I thought it was the fact that Mayo just weren't switched on and they thought Galway would be pushovers. Against Dublin, I, I think it was just nerves in all honesty. I, I think it was, you know, they hadn't beaten Dublin in so long. There's been a, There was a lot of talk leading up to the game that this Dublin team was on the way down. And there was a lot of pressure then on Mayo to deliver given Dublin's decline in many ways against the likes of Wexford, Meath, and Kildare the Leinster Championship. They weren't scoring as much. So there was a lot of pressure on Mayo in that game. So I suppose there were two valid reasons for them starting slowly. But to be honest, the next game now, there should be no excuse for Mayo starting slowly. So I just wonder, will Mayo turn it on and have no excuses, turn it on the first half? Or do you think they'll... Did you know flop of the first half night like, they did against Galway and night like, did did against Dublin.
1: It's hard. It's hard to know honestly. Um, I mean they've played how many games now? They've played three or four games, and two of them have been very slow starts. The other the other ones were not really against opposition that, that would cause them any sort of concern. So if we were to go on that, I would say there's a good chance that that's the way that the game will play out. Uh, I was going to ask, like, I know this is a preview for the final, but th- what do you think of that Dublin decline? Do you think that, I mean, and it's mainly Pat Spillane spearheading that, and you know what he's like, you know. <laughs> he just loves, he loves to say controversial things. But, you know, we, we did the stats before the semi-final preview, and I think, I don't have the stats on hand, but I think Dublin had scored an average of about 19 points. The season before, they had scored an average of, like, 27 points in a game. So do you think like there's a problem in the forward line, do you think, or do you think, do you read into the fact that Cluxton isn't there anymore?
0: I think it's more so down to the fact that I think Cluxton isn't there anymore. I think that's a huge loss to them. He's number one, he's a leader. And number two, the kickouts with the combination between him and Brian Fenton is one of the best in Gaelic football history, in my opinion. And to lose that experience in the dressing room and, a few players I thought were unhappy as small, but like Dean Rock wasn't starting as much, like you looked, Carba Costello was their mid-scorer, no disrespect to him, he's a brilliant individual player, but he wouldn't have really stepped up for Dublin in the last few years, so there was a lot of pressure on him going to the semi-final, he didn't deliver, so yeah, I suppose it was down to Cluckston in my opinion, because uh, yes, Evan, Evan Cumberford, I think he has the potential to be an outstanding goalkeeper, but Cluckston is just a one-of-the-kind, he's just an outstanding leader, and he's an outstanding distributor kickouts. And the thing is, you see with Doyle Morgan, you see with other goalkeeper Robbie Henley sometimes, that they get animated at the smallest of things in games. You see Cluxton all the time. You look at him. He's calm. He's composed. And I suppose that fed true in the Dublin team, that they were calm and composed. They didn't rush things. They didn't panic. I think this year they kind of panicked, even against the likes of Meath. They panicked for a while. They scored. I don't know. They got their most of their scores actually in addition time against me, which is really unheard of. But
1: yeah, yeah, well, I'm sorry to bring it there, but I mean, I think it's a question. It's a question that I have been sort of pondering. You know, like I'd love, I'd love to know, look into the future and see what year that uh, the Delaney Cup will not be, you know, Dublin's property. That I think, I think it's a few years until that. They relinquish their hold on that, but anyway, back to the back to the final. You were telling me about um injuries, The some injuries come back, but you wouldn't tell me who.
0: Yeah, I, I was telling actually off air because this is one of my next points in this uh preview here. Like Oshin Mullen, I was hearing from a few male fans, like I'm in UL at the moment, and I'm hearing from a few male fans that Oshin Mullen will be back for the final. I don't know, is that 100% confirmed? But if he is. Like, he could easily do a job at the likes of Dar McCurry, who was having an all-star type like year, player of the year type year, scoring. I think it was twenty-two points or something, like that, something ridiculous. And Oisin Mullen could go on him and quenching him down. And this is the big one. I was hearing this on social media this morning and late last night. Killian O'Connor is back in Mayo training. I'm hearing. I I know I know it's it's unrealistic, but. I'm just wondering, will James Horn have a plan up his sleeve to bring the likes of Killy O'Connor late on the game? Because you know, he's a guy that can deal with pressure in these sorts of situations.
1: Well, like obviously his, his fitness won't be there, so he wouldn't be able to play, I would imagine, you know, more than a more than a sort of substitute role. But I mean if if, if the game's tight coming into I don't know, let's say the last fifteen minutes and you know, maybe Mayo are feeling a bit disheartened. Oh no, what's happening again? And then you see the talisman come off. You know, the, the top scorer and all our history coming off the bench. That'll lift the fans. That will lift the young talisman in the team. That would lift everybody in the you know in the country to think this is Mayo's time. So I mean, even if he's just coming on as a as a substitute, like what a substitute to have in your in your pocket.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I, I've been saying it for ages you now. Killian O'Connor is an unbelievable score. I think he's been top scorer in the championship eight times over the last 10 years. Ridiculous achievement. Yeah. Support. He's a legend of Gaelic football. And I think he gets underestimated, underrated at times. He's just a superb footballer. And if Mayo can have him, even for the last 15 minutes, just to, you know, get a winning score or contribute somewhat. It doesn't have to be running around the field or anything. It just has to be calming the male players down. Because as I said with Cloxton earlier on in the chat, those sort of players calm down the team. They When most of the team, you know, would kind of lose their heads. I think Killian O'Connor is the kind of player that would come on and calm things down and just drive on the victory. So it should be very interesting if Killian O'Connor comes back. It's, it's a very interesting topic to talk about going into Saturday.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I I wanted to ask you about um. So the Mullen one, or Oshin Mullen, uh, your man McLaughlin is out with a fractured jaw, I believe. Like he's he's gone. he's gone. So like they kind of need him back, don't they? They are kind of missing a spot there.
0: They kind of are, yeah. When you think about it, but who do they have now? They have Paddy Dorkin. I suppose Colin Boyle, but he'd be a bit old. So maybe he could come off the bench. So yeah, Owen McLaughlin's going to be a huge. Ass. I. Not hearing anything about him, he's probably going to be missing. Like, like that was a huge, um, huge blow um, from John Small. Like, what do
1: you think, like of, was, do you
0: think was, of that? Like, like um, Conor Lane was the referee from Cork. I, I just thought he got a bit of flack at the time, but you know what? I think, I think it adds to the arguments. Like, if had this um had this argument with actually a Komogi guest I had earlier. That episode will be out tomorrow on the podcast, but she was saying that Komogi refereeing isn't as good as it used to be. It's dying down a small bit. Gaelic football is probably the same personified by that tackle on Owen McLaughlin from John Small. And I just wonder, is it time for video refs in GA? I know it doesn't work in soccer. It kind of works in rugby. It works in hockey. But I think it would help the referees a small bit. Like, it it will reduce the the bad decisions of the game. And I think it will help the referees rather than getting abused online afterwards. Because let's not forget, referees, they're not robots, they're human beings. So that's a very interesting one as well on video rest. But I suppose we shouldn't be talking about that. We should be talking (laughs) about the game. And um, I suppose another interesting one, in the semi final, at least, was the Throne uh covert cases. Now, Throne came into the game flying out of the traps against Kerry, and people wondered, Did they actually have COVID? No, I've heard a load of opinions on this. What's your opinion on this?
1: I, I don't honestly like it would give it would it would please me no end to think that they would you know that they would go you they would stoop that low, but I, I really don't think they did. I think they probably had. Um, quite a number of cases. I think they had uh, a couple of players that weren't playing that usually would have been playing. Um, like, or at least would have come off the bench. The only one I can think of offhand is your man Brennan, Rory Brennan. He usually makes an appearance now and then. He he was nowhere to be seen. Uh, was he injured maybe? I'm not sure, but I, I really don't think that they would have done that. Like, that's just... Like, the, that's... Like, you would be in yourself far too open there like it's too easy to verify do you know what I mean like so you know that's a conspiracy where you'd have to have hundreds of people uh keeping their mouths shut you know do you do you really believe that they, they would do that
0: oh like it's a tough one to call I suppose if you say they did um, do it deliberately you'd be getting a lot of hate from Tyrone fans saying it takes away their victory from um the game against Kerry but I don't know. The whole thing sounded a bit dodgy, and considering they were fit as a fiddle going into the game, I, I, I don't know. I don't know really what to decide. On this It's a very interesting topic, and we'll be talked about long into the future, definitely. But back to this game, anyway. You, you look at Mayo's score so far. Like we've mentioned, Ryan O'Donnell, who he needs to have the game of his life. He scored two nineteen so far in the championship. One eleven from place balls. One eight from play. Darren McHale, 3-7, but then again his three goals came against Leitrim at Sligo, and we've mentioned down the best of opposition. Tommy Conroy 1-2, 8 Noche, 2-3. Like there's a good spread of scores there for Mayo, but do you do you think they'll prove it on the biggest day of all?
1: Well, uh, McKeel was taken off against Dublin. Uh he was very ineffective. And then so was O'Shea. Um so as you said, most of those like as a Mayo player, it's very easy to pad your personal tally against the likes of Leitrim and Sligo, but it's really about being tested from the big days against, like you know, I, I, O'Shea wasn't a big contributor against Galway either. Um, Michael, I don't really know what to make of him at the moment. Uh, I don't know what what version of him we'll see. Hopefully, from Mayo from a Mayo point of view, hopefully the best version that there is. Uh, I think. Tommy Conroy is a class act. I, I really do rate him as a footballer. I think he's he's great, and it showed. You know, any of the great players throughout history in any sport can be doing nothing for ninety percent of the game, and they just need that one or two moments of magic. And he he was kind of the winning of the game, in my opinion, for them. So you'd never you'd never write him off. Um, O'Donoghue was tenacious. Like he he's got a real hunger in him. Uh, there's there was a clip that we put in the video. Obviously, to compile those videos, I have to watch the games again, you know, and look for specific things. And there was one where he forced uh, Davey Byrne over Kerry. And it was just the tenacity that was there. So, like, I, I think those two will, no matter what, I think they'll be honest. Uh, I do have questions about Mikhail and O'Shea. I think O'Shea has kind of... Um, like he, he had all he has had all the promise in the world to be potentially the best player in Gaelic football and on the big days he, he kind of has a habit of going missing and um, so I really I really hope that they're on the top of their game because then we'll we as the sort of viewers will get you know the best game possible.
0: Absolutely, it's kind of a weird one with no shade. There's the argument he doesn't turn up in big games. There's well, this is another topic as well, but we'll get on to that next question, I suppose, which ain't no Shea. But I wanted to point out about Mayo scores; they've had sixty different scores in the championship so far. Like that, that has to be huge for Mayo. And look at Tyrone—they've had eighty different scores. So definitely, both these sides have deserved to get the honour of Finland. It seems the whole squad, really, from both sides, are chipping in.
1: Well, that I. The thing about Tyrone as well is like their power off the bench is unrivaled. Uh, they've got McKenna, or not McKenna, what do you call him? Machine. McShane. Mm-hmm. McShane comes on against Kerry, scores 1 3. You know, like it's very hard. I remember playing Gaelic football myself. Like it's very hard if you ever come off the bench to get up to the pace of the game and to sort of immediately make an impact and to come on and score 1 3 against. I mean, we've spoken about the sort of frailties of the Kerry team, but like they're still. You know, contenders they're still very a very, very good game and just come in and do that. Unbelievable. So th- that I thought have on the game if, see now if Killian O'Connor's back, that's that's a different story. Like I think now maybe Mayo might have the edge when it comes to the bench. But uh, I think the benches will play a big part um on Saturday.
0: What do you do Will, as well? Like yes, you mentioned correctly, but it's raw mentioned, I guess. There's a lot of them names that actually don't start in the Saron team, but then they come on and make a huge difference. Like Carl McShane, you mentioned there, he comes off the bench most of the time. Yet he's their second top scorer in the championship, only behind Dar McCurry. That just shows what an impact he makes off the bench. What a great player he is. And you look at other players coming off the bench. Mark Bradley is there as well. S- some superb talent there. Um, what's his name? Lee Brennan as well. Some excellent Young Cat players. Caliban. Dark Canavan, exactly. Like so, some superb Richie Donnelly's another one. Like, geez, there's some very good players coming off the bench. But yeah, I, I think other than Killian O'Connor, who do Mayo have to bring on? Well, I suppose you could look at the scores this year. Jordan Flynn, maybe. You look at James Carr is probably their top scorer off the bench with three pines. Well, Darren Cohen scored one four. Who's been in note of the team? So. No, judging by them scores here, I think Tyrone It's fair to say have be- better players that make a better impact coming off the bench in recent games.
1: Definitely, and uh, another element. I know that like uh, Mayo have Lee Keegan, who can get up from the back and put a few scores over. But I'm I'm not certain on this, but I'm pretty sure that the full the full backline of Thrones all scored against Kerry. Maybe I'm wrong, but I, I think they did, mm-hmm. and like that has been. Unfortunately, as I've mentioned a couple of times, I'm an fan, so I've had the displeasure of having to watch Tyrone do this to teams, and they just have a a great uh, ability to get up the field and put you know put over scores. Their long range shooting is is probably one of the best in the country. You know that's probably why they don't score many goals, barring the game against Kerry. Uh, so that'll also I think have a big impact on it. Whether or not uh, that can be stopped, because if they can stop that then they're taking away three, four, five scores from throwing. Uh, the spreading of thrown scores is, is unreal, too. Like, um, it just goes to show what Gaelic football has become. You know, could you imagine when we first started watching it that you'd be talking about cornerbacks and fullbacks scoring, scoring a couple of points a game? You know, it's mad,
0: it is, it's absolutely bad. I think it happens more often with Ulster teams, in all honesty. Like, you don't really see it. Down in Linz, well, you do a small bit in Leinster, Munster, Connaught, but I think you see it most in, in Ulster. I don't know, is that down to blanket defence systems or whatever, defenders being, you know, not afraid to go up and get scores? But the Ulster Championship, look at it that way, like there's a lot of scores, and Tyrone definitely benefit from that. But we mentioned it, no shade turning up a big games. Now, there's the argument from some fans that he shouldn't play in this game. As most fans might have seen, there was um, there was a bit of a bust up towards the end of normal time against Dublin, where he was a substitute and he came on and started fighting with some of the Dublin players on the field. Now, in your opinion, do you think Shea should have been banned for the All Ireland final, or do you think he should still play?
1: Well, uh, I'm not really sure about that. I've I have been um, I have seen many many malas in my time. Of of playing Gaelic football and uh, in my experience the bench always gets involved so I, I don't know about that one uh, I think it would be pretty harsh I mean he didn't he didn't strike anybody he didn't sort of hurt anybody you know he, he kind of roughed Philly McMahon up a bit but I mean Philly McMahon's been doing that to people for years so you know I think I I think it would be very very harsh if if he weren't to play and this may be controversial if he weren't to play it would be because of his terrible performance, maybe he shouldn't play because once he went off, that Mayo team seemed to lift up a couple of gears, that maybe there was some sort of uh, mindset oh get the ball in, get the ball in and uh, once he was gone, it was all about picking the man in the best position or you know, playing the better pass to somebody else, so maybe if he weren't to play, it may be because of that Yeah, that is a fair point, like
0: I just go back to the hurling. now. I don't think you know much about hurling. now, but Shane Kingston for Car- Shane Kingston for Cork, he um was benched for the game against Kilkenny. He didn't perform usually in semi-finals or finals. He wasn't a big game player. I get no Shane football. He comes off the bench against Kilkenny. He scores seven points, all in like the second half an extra time. I just wonder would James Horn be, you know, more inclined to do what Kieran Kingston did with Shane, just to drop him for a big game like that and make him come on and he can make a huge impact then like do you think that's some stunt that James Horn could put off in many ways like he could save Aiden O'Shea to last I don't know 25-20 uh, minutes
1: well it would be a real uh, testament to his man management skills if he were able to because like I don't know No personally I've never met the man Uh I follow him on social media of course but like I would imagine there's a bit of an ego there, like there is with everybody. But, I mean, if you're if you're the, the captain and the talisman, like, he would really need to take Aiden O'Shea's side and explain that it's for the betterment of the team and stuff. And if he were to do that and he were to get the best out of Aiden O'Shea and Mayo were to win, then that would be a real testament to how good a manager he is, how, how he's able to... Because, like, if O'Shea was told... Here, you're not starting on Saturday, like that would be a big knock to his ego. And a big maybe it would even get in his head. And if he did come on, he may not have the performance that you would want him to have, you know. So if he does it, it would be a risk, it would be a big, big risk.
0: Would be, yeah, like it should be interesting to see what the team is. I don't know, is it going to be announced tonight or is it going to be announced tomorrow? We'll never know, but. We'll have to see if A. Dossier starts, first of all. But another one for Tyrone, we mentioned him in the chat before. He's their second top scorer for Tyrone in the Championship, Kyle McShane. Now, he has performed coming off the bench. There's no denying that. He's been unbelievable. But is there an argument that Kyle McShane should start this game in in many ways? Should should he start or should Brian Doerr and Ferber Logan keep him in reserve like they did in the previous Championship games?
1: I actually don't know why he hasn't been starting. Like he's been doing, he's been coming off the bench and doing the business all season. So unless there's an injury thing there, I really don't know why he hasn't been starting. Um, you know, I was I was under the assumption that he he was injured or he had a knock or, you know, he wasn't up to full fitness, um, or maybe he just doesn't slot into the system. Uh, you know, as I have mentioned before, Trueman plays system like McKenna. I don't know how he got his two goals because he never plays anywhere near corner forward. He's always somewhere in around. You know, the half back line, as is the likes of Connor Um uh, I know Mc, McGeary, I think is he start number eleven? He's been starting in half forward and half back. You know, so like maybe he just doesn't fit into the system. But I would, I, you know, it, it would be odd not to play him if you know he's coming off the bench scoring one three against Kerry. Like that would be very odd.
0: Yeah, I, I suppose that. Like Colin McShane, in my opinion, I think he should start because he's been unbelievable in the championship and he deserves his moment in the sun, deserves to be one of the main players for Toronto the way he's played so far. Like it's it's absolutely mind-boggling the fact he's been so phenomenal in every game he's played and he hasn't started. I, I think it's kind of unheard of in recent years. Like usually if a player scores one eight in four championship games, he'd usually be a shoein' to start the all-around final but because Tyrone have kept him in reserve for so often you have to feel he probably won't start but we'll have to wait and see yet again but like even looking forward to next year in regards to this game like I've been hearing on Fan TV and regular podcasts around social media that this this for Mayo is a now or never chance for Tyrone if they win this they could go on to run the likes of Dublin, I don't know, would it be that extreme though, but look at the players Tyrone have, the youngsters coming through and the minders in the under-20s Do you agree with that? Do you go along with that? Do you think it's now or never for Mayo and this is an opportunity for Tyrone to dominate Gaelic football in years to come?
1: No, I I don't think that at all I mean, that Mayo team's pretty young Uh, the The only sort of concern would be the loss of Lee Keegan over the next few years Due to retirement, uh, I think that Mayo team could sort of be putting it up to any team for the next couple of years. I, I, I haven't, I haven't heard any of that uh, in on social media. Um, but that's interesting that, like that Tyrone team as well. I don't know. That's, I'm kind of speechless. Of that. it, kind of caught me on a words there. Do you? What do you think? Do you think that that's a valid point?
0: I think it kind of is, given like they've been May have beaten Dublin for the first time in ages, and I don't think it's a now or chance. If they don't win it this year, that Dublin victory will go down the drain. Simple as it won't be in the history books as much in the future years to come. Like, I think if they're going to win the All Ireland, it has to be this year. It, it, it just has to be this year because you feel when it's are they going to win us? You see, I think Kerry might improve defensively next year if they improve defensively. Dublin might might win it again next year Galway will improve in Connacht I just I just think if they lose now on Saturday I think it, it's going to be it's going to be another few years before they are even remotely close to India or Ireland I don't know what many other people think about that but I see Tyrone's team as well Like even the lads coming off the bench the likes of Dara Canavan Rory Brennan or sorry Lee Brennan Mark Bradley they're young players and they will come up through the ranks in the next few years. And even look at their minors. I know they lost to beat but they're big, strong fellas. They will get into, they look like Inter-County players already in senior level. So I just think the development line is looking very good in Teron? And I just think a defeat like Saturday against Tyrone, and it won't be Dublin for Mayo, will be detrimental. I don't know what you think. Would it be detrimental or do you think they could recover if they lose on Saturday?
1: I hadn't thought about it like that that's that's really interesting like psychologically obviously then that would probably hinder them a lot as you said like losing in a final not to Dublin would maybe make them question you know their pedigree so yeah you could be right that's every day is a school day I'm learning more and more
0: <laughs> every day is a school day for me as well I'm learning more and more from my podcast to on honesty, but just to round up the chat in many ways, um, do you think it could be Mayo's day finally, or do you think your rivals Tyrone can win their first All Ireland since two thousand and eight?
1: Well, look, I'm torn because publicly we've announced Mayo, but I wasn't, I didn't vote for Mayo. Um, I honestly, unfortunately, as an normal fan, I honestly think Tyrone might have, might have just a little bit too much for Mayo.
0: I honestly think the same thing, but um, in many ways, like that Kerry, even as a Cork fan, like Kerry aren't in the final. Dublin aren't in the final. Whoever wins, I actually would be upset over it. But obviously, for the heart that Mayo have gone through over the years, look, everybody would just want Mayo to win this game. Seeing as they beat Dublin, they they're on the verge of history here of winning their first All Ireland in 70 years. Like I, I just think most people be shouting for Mayo, but I have to agree with you. I think Toronto will win this. I I think they'll, they could even, I don't know, they'll, they'll bring it down to their level as we were talking about earlier in the chat. They'll frustrate Mayo and I don't think Mayo will have, you know, the bottle to deal with, um, these Toronto tactics. Like this is going to be an almighty task. And I think Toronto might just have enough. Like it's going to be a very interesting game on Saturday, but uh, before we go, um, you started your YouTube channel recently. Tor Man Tackle talking about stats similar to mine, but it's only on YouTube now. You pre you had your own preview for the Mayo Tyrone game, which I shared with my story over the last few days. Um, I appreciate where,
1: that.
0: Yeah, no bother at all. And um, where where does uh, the idea come about?
1: Well, um, it actually stemmed from uh, so I like video editing and stuff and. Uh, I was watching, actually, a, a lot of soccer videos. Uh, I'm not really that into soccer, but, you know, when you're perusing YouTube, you see them, you go on. And they were interesting, you know, watching once about Roy Keane and stuff, and I was thinking, like, nobody has done this for Gaelic football, and I, I don't know why. And then I remembered back when I was, you know, a young fella, and during the off-season, you'd, you'd be itching to watch a bit of Gaelic football or something Gaelic football-related, and there, there wasn't a lot, you know. Uh, so I just thought... You know, why, why not just put some stuff up there for people to watch and maybe create a bit of buzz about certain things or try and approach topics that had never been approached before? Like at the moment, we're working on one uh, about Colin McFadden. Somebody commented that Colin McFadden, Colin McFadden was criminally underrated. So I thought, let's see if we can find stats to either prove or disprove that. You know, I just find it, it it's an interesting, it also means that I learned more about the sport, that I love, you know. Um, I'd never looked into stats as much in my life. And, like, looking at the stats, is, as you know, is very, very interesting. You know, like, seeing things that you'd never seen before, seeing the sport in a completely different light, and then picking up on, like, when you're re-watching it, you, you see sort of movement. And, like, even this year, a couple of goalkeepers have started coming out. Um, you know, during the other... Keepers kickouts. They'll come out and block off space. I wouldn't have noticed that if I hadn't been looking for like, you know, things to talk about. You know, so that, that's that's why I did it. Just for a bit. Of, it's only a bit of crack, you know.
0: Absolutely, and so I've seen loads of GA creators over the last two years, and especially during lockdown, create their own YouTube channels, Instagram pages, and I think it's absolutely great for the GA. I see yourself, uh, GA Fan TV was another GA zone on youtube sometimes dk sports is another one creating you know compilation videos and it's absolutely brilliant for the ga that these sort of creators are getting involved and long may continue on to next year because it's definitely taken off this year but um i suppose we'll leave it there oisin thank you so much for joining i wish you the best of luck with your youtube over the next few years and enjoy the game on saturday should be a cracker
1: yeah thanks for having me and congratulations on ten thousand followers on instagram that's
0: a milestone. Thanks very much, O'Sheen. Really appreciate that. No loss. A big thank you to O'Sheen for coming on to the podcast today and thank you for listening to me. Thank you to Fortune Favors for sponsoring today's episode and until next time, I'll see you then and take care.